welcome you to Providence Baptist Church. My name is Mary Apicella, where I am blessed to be pastor among such phenomenal groups of ministers as members of this wonderful congregation. And it's on this day that we remember in particular our origins, that we are not just a church of time and place, but a church created, birthed in the imagination of the Holy Spirit. And it is this day in particular that we remember and tell the story of our spirit-filled beginnings. So it is good to be together this day. It has been quite a week. We may have needed kayaks to get home earlier this week. We've needed the spirit. We've needed community to truly buoy us through weeks like this one, through Fridays where we are still fatigued by the gun violence that still plagues our country, by the joy that the same 24 or 48 hours can hold when a wedding became worship across the Atlantic yesterday and the whole world was reminded of the fire that is love when it catches in the hearts of those who are willing and open to be transformed. And so this is what we do. We continue this practice of coming together and willingness to be transformed in the spirit. So it is good to be together this day. If you have any announcements or updates in our sharing life together, I invite you to make any that you would like to share this morning. Lisa. What's her name? They have family of Trish and, and all those still affected by this week's and rain and mud. Well, we are very blessed to have Louise 
Fryer and Steve Nebro as our musicians today, with Annette being away. Thank you both for, for sharing with us this morning. Well, as we transition from getting here to being here, you're invited to rest as you are in this time and place in the spirit as the chimes bring us to worship.
As we join together in our call to openness, take a moment to notice there are multiple ways for you to respond and to read together. Most importantly, the left side is the piano side. The right side is the one, the one in front of the pulpit. So let us open our worship together. Lord, send the gift of your spirit to fill this place and each one of us and the world. Touch us with truth that burns like fire, with beauty that moves us like the wind. to join the battle for justice and peace. that we may praise and enjoy you forever. I know I'm assigned the opening prayer, but I want to do a little thing different before I pray. I'm hurting, and I think that you are hurting. But if you look at the top <clears throat> of this page, right where we were, on the whole, I do not find Christians outside of the catacombs sufficiently sensible of conditions. Does anyone have the foggiest idea what sort of power we so blithely invoke? Or, as I suspect, does no one believe a word of it? The churches are children playing on the floor with their chemistry sets, mixing up a batch of TNT to kill a Sunday morning. It is madness to wear ladies' straw hats and velvet hats to church. We should all be wearing crash helmets. And the worst part of it is our children should be wearing crash helmets all over their body. What in the world have we done? Our Heavenly Father, our hearts are just broken. Somehow we have screwed up everything that you've told us to do. We don't love enough. We don't care enough. We don't help enough. We sit blithely by and watch children kill children. And then we turn on the television just to be entertained a little bit. And we hear a message we never thought would be possible from a wedding. That message was all about you, God. 
and the center of it was love, love, love. We have not loved. We have not taught our children to love. We have taught hate. We have taught selfishness. Want to feel good all the time. Lord, help us. Help our world. Help America, particularly, because it seems like we may have screwed up more than others. Forgive us, Lord, for it's in your name we pray. Amen. to invite the children to come up for our children's time.
you think is going to happen when I turn on the fan? So, you see the fan is working. Now, could you see what was happening to those streamers? What was going on with them? What? Yeah, what was causing them to fly? On the air. The air. Could you see the air? No. You couldn't see the air. I, I saw it from there. You saw the air? Yeah, that looks like a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So you, you, maybe you didn't see the air, but you saw what the air was doing. Mm -hmm. And the air was moving these streamers. Yay. So... Even though you don't see the air, you see the effects of air. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because today is Pentecost, and we talk about the Holy Spirit coming down to the early disciples, and they couldn't see the Spirit, but they saw the effects of the Spirit, and they were able to also feel the spirit. Now, did you feel the air? Yes, Who felt the air? Oh. Yeah. So you could feel the air and you could see the effects of the air. And that's like the Holy Spirit. That we can't see the Holy Spirit, but we could feel the effects of the Holy Spirit. What? Yeah. And that is something part of Pentecost, too. And now, um, so, Max is going to conclude us. He has something to share that he saw me working on this downstairs, and I asked him to share it with everybody. What I have to say about this is I guess we found Pentecost Sunday's biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Max. Max really wanted to tell a joke in church, and so thank you for doing that. So let us pray. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit, your spirit that fills us. May we feel your Holy Spirit blow upon us, filling us with your love. We give you thanks, O Lord. Amen.
ever-living and ever-loving God, we praise you for your loving presence with us. Come, Holy Spirit, take and transform our communities. That broken people find healing, that lonely people find love, that bitter people find peace, that fearful people find hope. That those for whom we carry burdens are ministered to according to their needs as we speak their names aloud. Come, Holy Spirit, take our leaders and governments and bring renewal. That communication can be open, that relationships between hostile people and hostile nations will evaporate. That a hunger for justice addresses the hunger for food felt by so many. Come, Holy Spirit, fill your church. That our worship will be ever more pleasing to you. That prayers will change our minds instead of trying to get you to change yours. That our lives will make a real difference to real people in the real world. Come, Holy Spirit, fill our lives with your presence so that more and more every day, all that we do and say and hope will be an act of worship to you and an expression of love to others. To the glory of your name always, and as we pray this prayer, Christ save us. Our Father, creator who art in
reading from the prophet Ezekiel. The The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me around all of them. There were many lying in the valley and they were very dry. He said to me, mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded and as I prophesied suddenly there was a noise, a rattling of the bones and the bones came together bone to bone. And I looked and there were sinews on them and flesh had come upon them and skin had covered them but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil, and then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord.
But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them all. People of Judea and everyone who lives in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, we are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what the prophet Joel spoke. In the last days it will be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young will see visions, your old shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist, the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of God for the world. Will you pray with me?
Holy Spirit, Heavenly Friend, for the ways you break into our hearts, to our minds, and shake things up, flipping over tables, messing up the boxes and categories and labels we like to keep order. Give us courage to stay in the middle of it, in the chaos that is holy that you create when you come into this place. And as we hear stories of what people do when they feel the effects of you, give us courage to learn and to love and to practice learning and loving with each other. For it is your day, Holy Spirit. We are paying attention. Come, we dare ask, and be among us. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you this day. O oh Lord, O oh Spirit, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. I've wondered who the they is. The 11 disciples plus Mary, Jesus' mama, his brothers. And let's imagine Mary Magdalene was there too. Maybe the siblings, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Perhaps even the couple whose wedding Jesus saved by turning all that water into the best kind of wine, way back at the beginning of his ministry. Maybe they were all there, together in one place, in that upper room where they had returned after witnessing Jesus's ascension one week ago. All of them were together in those uncertain days after Jesus left them, devoting themselves to God and to each other in prayer as they waited for the promise of the Holy Spirit. But these people weren't the only ones in the room. The characters of fear and uncertainty were palpable in their very real presence. These emotions that characterized life for Jesus' disciples after his death that had lessened just slightly after the resurrection, but then they came back full force after he ascended, leaving them again on their own. Yes, fear and uncertainty were right there with them. In the midst of all their prayer and rejoicing, they were still a little afraid. Because the disciples and followers were not in the upper room to have lunch on the second floor. They were in hiding, figuring out how to live in an uncertain and fearful world. They were wrestling with what to do when Caesar had flexed his power and exerted his force, making clear that Rome was supreme and there was no Lord but Caesar. And to cross Rome, to cross Caesar, 
meant you'd be carrying your own cross to your death, a public service announcement of what happens when the empire feels disrespected. Yet, these women and these men knew differently. They knew the empire wasn't as powerful and invincible as its legions of soldiers and politicians believe. For they had encountered the true Lord, the embodiment of the creator of the universe, the ancient word spoken at the beginning, and made the decision to follow in that way of truth that leads to abundant life, no matter the cost. But this was still a fearful time, and so they were all together in one place waiting waiting for the promised coming of the Spirit to inaugurate a new movement that would take them to places beyond their wildest dreams. This is not unlike us today. Acts 2 is not just a story written in a book almost 2,000 years ago. The words don't just stay printed safely in ink and bound in covers. We don't just close the covers of scripture and get on with living our lives in the here and now. Because Hebrews 4.12 reminds us that the word of God is living and active, able to discern the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So we can and we should hear this story today with ears and hearts and minds ready to be discerned by the living word and the Holy Spirit of God. Because... The day of Pentecost has come, and we are all together in one place. It is the day of Pentecost, the moment when the Spirit interrupts the world to offer a new way forward in times of crisis, fear, and uncertainty. This is the day when we remember the inauguration of the winds of heaven, that blew down in a doors and windows busting kind of way to alight upon the gathered fellowship of believers, bringing new tongues for all to declare God's deeds of power. This is the wind that moved over the face of the waters, over chaos in the beginning. This is the wind that blew open the Red Sea to freedom and trust in a liberating God. This is the wind that raised up from the valley a multitude from the dry bones. This is the wind that blew with one accord into those gathered inside that room and enabled them to speak so that those outside that room could understand a new wind was blowing, bringing God's people together who wouldn't normally get together. This is the wind that gave the believers a new tongue to speak to the world around them, and so gives us, the people of God, tongues for all, all of us to speak in the languages our world most needs to hear, to describe God's deeds of power to the times in which we live. When I'm talking about all the tongues and languages, the spiritual gifts of speaking and interpreting tongues, which some of us have. 
speaking in the linguistical languages of the world. Spanish, German, French, Finnish, Irish. As well as the emotional and relational languages that all of us possess. Like the language of encouragement, the language of caution, the language of depression, the language of delight. The advocate of God pours out the Holy Spirit of communication upon all flesh. Sons and daughters, slaves and free, old and young, gay and straight, and somewhere in between. To dream new dreams and envision new realities. And then to prophesy them into being. Pentecost begins by getting the generations together. To talk together to dream together, to vision together about the world God is in the business of bringing about, a world rooted in kindness, in justice, in mercy, in the truth that we are part of one family whose source is love. And then Pentecost continues in each one of us as we realize and embrace the truth that we are filled already and with room for more with the languages of faith unique to each one of us, enabling us to testify to God's deeds of power in our lives, then in our church, in our communities, and our world. Let's remember that the purpose of Pentecost isn't just about what happened to the believers. Pentecost was not solely for the benefit and blessing of those faithful enough who knew enough to put themselves in places where God might show up. The purpose of Pentecost was for all those persons from every nation under heaven who at the sound of hearing their native languages in a non-native city came running to the sound of something familiar. Their response to their mother tongues in a foreign land shattered the boundary between insider and outsider and made it so that no matter where people showed up, they would know about the love of God that meets us wherever we are and swoops us up in love and grace and the knowledge that we are unconditionally home in God. This is Pentecost that breaks through all our walls and isms, our party lines, our district lines, our state lines and border lines. Because the Holy Spirit brings out understanding across languages and cultures and viewpoints all at once. Pentecost is the day of transformation for everyone, everyone involved. The Holy Spirit compels us to keep telling this transformational story of God's power so that the whole world will be filled with God's love and blessing. This is the story God has been telling since the beginning of creation, since the beginning of time. The story of divine, creative, generative love, gathering communities together, forgiving missteps, and raising up faithful people to worship, work, and witness 
for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it's our story, too. On Pentecost, we remember and dare to ask for that spirit to pour out on us again a new wind, a new fire, and that a new tongue for this time now and the time to come would be spoken through us, would be lived through us. For the world, our country, and our community needs us to be so inspired, to be so filled with the Spirit, to give new speech rooted in the living and active Word of God and the power of heaven's story, to tell the world that everything was meant to be a blessing. In the beginning, God charged human beings to go forth and multiply, multiply blessings for the whole creation. But as we know, the story goes in Genesis that before long, the people grew afraid, fearful of the wideness of the world, and worked to make it smaller, circling their communities with walls and towers of stone, even building towers to take them closer to their understanding of the divine storyteller. But that was not our purpose as humanity. And so at Babel, the scattering and confusion of languages, God sent the people out again into the wideness of creation's promise. Because that's where we were supposed to go. Not to stay in, cooped up, in our communities, but out, always out, into the wideness, into the wonderful wideness of creation. For centuries, we've told this story as if it were a judgment. But all along, God has meant it for blessing. Pentecost is the start, the restart, of a movement of people who speak blessings and give new insight to the stories of faith so that every day becomes the first day of the rest of our lives, bringing us together with people we wouldn't normally get together with because a new wind is blowing. Winds of change and grace and be not afraid are blowing through the created order. Can you imagine yourself being swept away and carried up? Will you allow yourself to be so changed, to be so blessed? How will the Spirit fill you this day to speak in the languages others can understand? God needs prophets for this Pentecost movement. God needs you. God needs you. God needs you for this Pentecost movement. Your voice, your hands, your heart, your willingness. So go forth, people of God. Get up and off your seat because the Holy Spirit has set it on fire, has set you on fire to go out into this world and prophesy. And in response, God's people said, Amen.
invite you to rise now in body and or spirit, and we'll sing our hymn of response, the insert in your bulletin. Let us pray. God, our creator, somehow, and I'm probably not the only one, I wake up every morning and think, I want to do something to help others, to make this a better world. And invariably, screw it up along the way, every day, no matter how hard I try as a flawed human being. But you took the Holy Spirit and your Son 
to give us a path to citizenship in your kingdom. And I pray that we are all grateful for that opportunity. Amen. Beloved, may God give you the grace to never sell yourself short, the courage to risk something big for something good. And may God take your hearts and think through them, feel and love through them. May God take your mouths and speak through them. May Christ take your hands and feet and work through them. And may the Holy Spirit take all that you are and set it on fire for love is the way we will transform this world. May the love and the peace of Jesus Christ be with you. Let us share that peace with each other.